Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC-Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen Edition Podcast on Los Angeles Connection. I'm Chris Lanka. I'm JP. Thanks for, for joining us again. As always, we're on the journey to the New Generation era to find the best and some of the worst the wrestling time period often forgotten. Brendan Shaw on Survivor Series 92 to Brendan Shaw on Survivor Series 97. Look beyond the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TVs and see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Ready for the big WrestleMania 10 uh, you know, review on here, but uh, everything's been going well. Besides that, as well. Good, yeah, yeah. You hit the big four zero. I saw that. Yes, the big forty, oh, big, 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 big Vegas vacation to uh, challenge Ali Gante for his uh, title at uh, Caesar's Palace. My buddy, I was there with you know some friends and stuff, and my buddy's like, "Who the hell is El Gigante? I'm like, "If you don't know, don't ask." You know, not a wrestling well, fan. He really, tells me. Who, so he tells who me he listens to podcasts. Because it's El Gigante. El Gigante, yeah. yeah El, El Gigante, I don't know. I think JT or uh, somebody pronounced it El Gigante for a while. Isn't it, isn't it Gigante? Gigante, yeah. Like, I, think I don't know. I, it, it, might be, it might be what you're saying, too, and that could just be think, a complete no, asshole right now. No, I think that's the actual pronunciation of right. the actual word. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Mr. Gonzalez was not there. I could not, not find <laughs> right. it as much as I tried. Uh, but it's right. my classic. It's my, I don't know, I have like the joke that that's my right. time to go to Vegas. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's my thing. It's my thing. It's only, it's only fitting. It's only fitting. Yes, it's only fitting. So and You're it, 40 now, so you can make those kind of jokes. Like, yeah, yeah, dad jokes. Yeah, so it works. Dad, dad wrestling jokes. I mean, what's better? Exactly, exactly. But a good time, uh, summertime around here, so everything's, everything's been going well, so. Happy, uh, and hope everything's going with you as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's monsoon season here in Florida, so it's like thunderstorms every day at like four o'clock kind of thing, so. Yep. We're getting in that stretch right now, starting up, so. I'm happy. I'm happy it's here. I hate the heat, so. Yeah, it's gonna help. I'll take All it. Alright, should we move to the, uh, WrestleMania 10, the big nights? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so, uh, you know, kind of big show for us here, one of my favorite all-time cards. Uh, so I'm very excited about it, excited to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in a while, like, all the way through, so it's fun to do that. Um, just before we get started, you know, just a lot of things with this uh, pay-per-view. You know, sold out Madison Square Garden, huge crowd, huge uh, uh, prices for the tickets, you know, compared mm-hmm. to, like, the Royal Rumble, where it was, like, average of, like, 15, 18 these tickets were going for like 75 bucks. So it was oh, a big wow. event. Yeah, it's a big event. It was in obviously New York city. So they're able to, you know, ramp up those prices a lot, you know, it was a big deal for the company. So, um, pretty cool events. Uh, you know, we get, uh, we, uh, I should say, you know, we have a kind of very pomp and circumstance with this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of history stuff they haven't done. Uh, in the past, right? They haven't really gone into the history, but they really bring it out here, even though they're going to kind of talk a lot about the new gen, uh, you know, new generation going mm-hmm. forward. They do a ton of stuff on history, including little uh, moments throughout the, the video or throughout the, the presentation. Um, and uh, we get a, a dark match, which I couldn't find anywhere, but the, the Jimmy Del Rey, the gigolo or the head, Heavily Bodies defeated the Bushwhackers, which I'm sure was a, a terrible match. Oh, uh, it had to and, be. It, it, and in that, 
I remember watching the countdown show. You know, they used to have those. And during the countdown shows, actually, Jerry the King Lawler came out. So that was the big surprise that he was back. Uh, so kind of awesome that he's back in a timely manner, too, for this, because I think he adds a lot more than someone like a Johnny Polo or boy Stan Lane could have added. So Oh, definitely. Uh, so it's kind of cool that he was, like, time-wise, was able to get, kind of work this out. So uh, anything else you have kind of the pomp and circumstances of this WrestleMania? Before yeah. You yeah, one thing I noticed, you know, you're talking about the video package and kind of like exploring their history for the first time. Um, part of me thinks that's because Hogan's gone. Yeah. So now he seems like a relic and they can kind of like observe that era. Um, like if he was still there, I don't think they'd be going like back in the time with a current guy and making him feel old kind of thing. Um, so maybe that's part of it. Like I know not every moment is Hogan related, but it's like the, the Hogan era per se. So yeah. I think that's part of it. Also, it's you hit ten on something that's like a huge milestone. So yeah, um, yeah, just those little things made it feel a lot bigger than definitely like you know we covered Mania Nine. This is like night and day difference as far as um, how big it feels. Yeah, and and then uh, you know they kind of show like the beginning packages, the highlights of WrestleMania One. Then they show the big three: Yoko, Brad, and Luger. They start with Vince screaming in the ring uh, to welcome everyone to WrestleMania, and you get an awesome little Richard. Oh, I, I think a little Richard with the the boys' choir, Holland boys' choir. Wasn't uh, that Mark Merrill? That wasn't Mark. Part <laughs> oh. time, yeah. His future role, yes. But uh, right. take on uh, America's Beautiful. I actually think it's a beautiful song, uh, and I thought a beautiful rendition. I know a lot of people mock it. I think a lot of people say he lip syncs and stuff, but I don't know. I I really loved it. So. Oh, I, I I fucking I I was like. Blown. I'm not even exaggerating. I was blown away about how much I liked it. Yeah. Um. I haven't. I haven't like like you. I haven't watched this full show in probably like over 15 years. I've seen like you know a few matches on different projects, but like just seeing that, like I was like, holy shit, he killed it. I don't care if he lip synced. It, it just felt it felt good to start the show. Yeah. And so then we get Vincent and Lawler at the uh, the king at the at the at the ringside, and they kind of introduce that the first match could be Owen and Brett. So we go to video package, and then I'll let you get to the first match. All right. So first match. Um, I, I mean, what what else to say about this match? <laughs> um, so we got Brett versus Owen, older brother versus younger brother. This match and this feud is really what made me like a lifelong WWE fan. Um, like. I'm the older brother, uh, and my, you know, my brother's the younger brother. So, like, we would always, like, play this, not necessarily this match itself, but, like, this feud out when we wrestle wrestling each other. Like, this is what, it was so relatable. And seeing this, like, the highlights and stuff, recapping the feud built into this match just adds to it. And, the like, I've seen this match cold probably four or five times in the past however many years. Um, but seeing it with the full buildup, the full since November build up adds so much to it um so i was just like really pumped when this this started and you know like like when owen comes out vince has this thing like saying he thought it was going to be brett which is stupid because it's owen's music like it's not right yeah brett's music. like you, you don't know brett hart's music like that, that was kind of dumb um and owen does the rips of glasses thing so that's pretty cool um then we get like the classic entrance for for brett when he comes out that you see in like a lot of video packages like of like, him coming down the aisle, so that's kind of cool that this a little nostalgic moment. And uh, he gives his glasses to a kid, and then Lawler says he's the kid's an Owen fan, so that was pretty cool too. And just when like when these two are in the ring, like the crowd is buzzing. I love the MSG crowd. Like you know, I'm, I'm partial to the Chicago crowds, but the MSG crowd, just like the look of MSG, just the feel yeah. of the crowd, everything, it just feels so big, right? So. When they when they first lock up, like and then the lockup breaks and Owen celebrates, it's such a like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so perfect character yep. moment. Like, like he's just sh- rubbing it in Brett's face, and Brett just kind of like gives a little smirk. Um, and then eventually, and the Owen crowd, stops to, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, it's over the cr- the crowd eats that up too. Right, the crowd eats that up too. Like, all right, I wouldn't say a pop for Owen, but it's definitely like the crowd is into it at that point. Well, they appreciate it. Yeah, yeah they, they, right, they yeah. appreciate the storytelling, and they're not just going out there having some. You know, just one on one, straight up, like like Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero match. Like I love those matches, but it's not like doesn't have the same intensity as this. It's or a great, it's a great storytelling. Point. You yep. know, Story so yep. so so Owen like slaps the shit out of Brett, like, 
hard as hell. And it, it really gets Brett amped up. And what I really love about this match is, like, they do a lot of great mat work while mixing the storytelling in. So kind of compared to, like, a Malenko Guerrero thing where it's, like, you know, very flashy technical moves, but it's not – there's no story. Like, it's just, you know, and like, like how a lot of wrestling is these days, that, that's why I really don't like it as much is, like, yeah, you're doing the moves great and everything. Like, it's athletic, but there's nothing – there's no, no substance to it. And with this, they're, like, mixing a little bit of the story in. Um, and I just, like, wrote down, like, the timing between their spots is insane with these two. Like, obviously, they're brothers. Obviously, they probably nailed this down to a science, but it, it just shows. Um, Owen eventually, like, rams Bre- uh, Brett's back into the post and starts to work at it. And he's, like, yelling at Brett while he's in the camel clutch. I thought that was good. Um, eventually, Owen hits, like, a sick tombstone and then goes to the top and misses, like, a huge splash. So, Brett, like, giving Owen a ton of good-looking offense early was awesome. Like, I think, like, you know, obviously that's his brother. Obviously, he wants to make him look good. But he did such a good job, like, um, selling his stuff. Then, like, there's an insiguri followed by a sharpshooter attempt by Owen, which which was pretty cool. So, kind of showing that he's going for um, Brett's finisher. And then there's, like, this springboard dive to the outside where Brett kind of hurts his knee. So, that's kind of, like, turned into a little... um, you know, moment in the match, like a little part of the story that yep. Brett kind of hurt his knee now. And he's always smart at picking little spots like that and gives Owen a chance to attack the leg. And Owen even, like, starts mocking Brett for limping, so that was pretty cool. Um, then he, like, locks in a figure four, and Brett reverses into the ropes, so kind of breaks that up. Brett then hits insiguri of his own, so it's kind of like the, the one I've been shipped, like, he's adding to it now. And then Owen hits the chest first bump into the apron like Brett does too. So it's just those little things like mixed in the match that like Owen's doing Brett's normal spots, Brett's doing Owen's spots. It's awesome. Um, then they eventually hit like this huge superplex that gets the crowd even more hype. Yep. So like they're, they're working to a good pace and that superplex just like unlocks everything. Um, so now like Owen hit, hits a low blow of Brett where Brett had him in the sleeper. And now Owen locks in a sharpshooter, and then Brett reverses it into his own sharpshooter, but it's a rope. So you kind of think, like, it, it was getting towards the end because you've seen that before. But um, when this ha- like when that happens, Brett goes for a victory roll, like, out of nowhere, and Owen reverses it for the win. And that I felt like that finish was so organic and such a shock. Like, it, it was – it wasn't – like, like and a lot of times now, and, like, you'll see it in your – uh, Austin Rock matches, you'll see it in your Taker versus Sean matches, where it's like they build to this crescendo. It's like finisher, finisher, big move, one, two, kick out. Finisher, finisher, one, two, kick out. Yep. And it just keeps building and it's like, okay, okay. we It's good. Everything, it's a great match, but you kind of know where it's going to end. Um, this, just, this ending came out of nowhere and it was so perfect. And it's just like stunned because of what's going to happen later in the night. Like, Brett is just dumbfounded at the end of this and i love i love hit the selling of that um todd like owen eventually gets backstage and todd's you know he tells him he's on cloud nine yeah he has a disgusting spit on his face and everything um and and i just like like i'm not a star rating guy if i was this is a definite five-star match i'll even go on like i might be caught in the moment and it might be really biased i really don't care either um, I think up until this point in the WWF, this might be the best match in the company. I think, like, a singles match at least. I know you got, like, the 92 Rumble. The only other match I think that I would say is close is um, Savage Warrior, maybe. Um, but just the way this, like, if you combine everything, the feud, the fact that it's an opening match, and it, it, it got to this point, and the crowd and everything just involved, and the the fact that Owen won the match, I just feel like there's nothing like it until this point. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, crowd is nuts for this. They're really pumped up. They're Once Brett starts taking it to Owen, the crowd picks up on him big time. So the crowd's all into this. Like I had later about your superplex, man. That was that was good. The, the slap even got a huge applause. Brett's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when Owen got his first win, you're right, the crowd kind of, you know, just amped up for it. It's like they're into everything. Like, it, you can, it's a big match feel, and it's an opening match, right? Like, the crowd is into, like, even little chin locks. Like, you can hear the oohs and ahs of some of the stuff. 
Um, one of my notes just says the crowd knows this is going to be special too as they get up for the suplex. And that's one thing like with spots is like, you know, everyone just kind of knows like as he's putting them up there, like this is going to be something big. And you kind of hear like the crowd uh, get into it. You know, definitely you'll see that in another match later in the night where like every right. time they set something up, the crowd just is like starting to stand up, amping up. Um, I, I always wonder on the victory roll. It's like it's kind of a silly move. Like, why would you kind of try that for a move? Uh, that's my only problem with that move is like it just is kind of a ridiculous move. Like, I'm gonna get in someone's shoulders to do this, but mm-hmm. uh, the the crowd was shocked, right? Like, and I really think the victory moves Owen up like a peg. Like, he just he's never kind of been credible, and this is just like a holy crap, what just happened? Um, well, so I, one, one thing, one thing, real quick. The the victory roll though, he did. He beats Bigelow with that. That's true. To, yeah, yeah. To win the King of the Ring, so that that move kind of was established as something he could win with, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely. It's just one of those weird things where, like, it, it's a weird move to like go for, right? Just take, right, up right. against someone's shoulders, right? Like, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, but it's like kind of a weird uh, place it's to a little clunky, the, right? Yeah. It's a little clunky, right? Like to give the other guy the advantage that you're not on your feet, but right. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, the Owen interview is great. Of course, he's got the huge spit on his lip, which is just crazy that no one told him. Like real quick, <laughs> I know, I know. So I think right. they did, uh, Ugh, probably so a rib for him. Probably a rib for him, but yeah. he definitely has it against the match. Like you see him on the ground as right. he's Brett. He has it already there, and just nobody. So all time match, you know, five. You know, like we said, we don't really do stars here, but five five stars to kick things off and, and gets this WrestleMania going for a. Uh, for a, an awesome match, and I, I think the Warrior Savage has a, a different feel to it, especially with what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think the other good match that you know would, would compare to it would be Savage uh, Steamboat from three. The reason Savage Steamboat, I think, is because a lot of people then, more people, I think, for that match, you know, let the more wrestlers, I would say, made that their career, right, to like emulate that. Where I feel right. like this match, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, um, I I, I want to reenact Brett. Uh, Owen, I think this match is technically probably better and more scientific and more storyline better. But yeah, I think that was I think that was like a similar to a match later in the night tonight, right? That that match, Savage Steamboat, kind of led more people like, hey, I want to be a wrestler. Like I can do this. It's not all about big fat guys being stronger than each other. So I think that's the difference. But yeah, it's got to be right now at the time top three matches of all time in in WWE history. And I think I'm going to say later something else is going to join it as well. Yeah, that that's fair. I'm not as high on Savage Steamboat as most people, but I definitely get that that being in the in the discussion. So I wouldn't argue that at all. It was just it was so different, right? Right, just, right. That was so much different than you got Billy Jack Haynes and Hercules trying to do a full Nelson and <laughs> right. this like 25 you know pinfall attempt match. Like it's just so much different and better than what had been presented. It you know from an in ring high flying style. So exactly. Uh, you want me to take the next match, or you, yeah. you really you really want Dink? I mean, just no, tell me. no, no. <laughs> so no, cool, cool thing throughout this, right? They do some inter intermixing of highlights of every WrestleMania or Coliseum videos, WrestleMania moments, hosted by Gorilla Monsoon. So pretty cool. You get him in, in, at Mania again. Um, so the next one, so we get the first one is for WrestleMania two, showing highlights of the Battle Royal from the great old home uh, Chicago. So. Uh, then we get to Cy Sperling, a guy they've been talking up all, all, all oh, superstars. And, I mean, he's definitely the number one attraction here. So he gets the, the Fink some new hair. So, uh, whatever. He's made his big appearance. And then we get Bam Bam versus Doink and Dink. You know, from a timing standpoint, this match is perfectly placed, right? You just had a long, you know, 25 minute opener, uh, surprising, surprising, uh, you know, uh, victory too by Owen. Like, I don't think anyone expected that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get this quick mixed tag match, Dak, Doink and Dink get a huge pop coming out. Bam Bam is solid enough in the ring that he makes the match good. Um, you know, during the match, Luna goes for this splash off the top rope. I get she couldn't land on Dink, but it would have been an awesome, like, visual. Like, it, actually, it still is an awesome visual. It's just when she lands on the mat, it kind of ruins it. But like, it's a really good job by her of trying to go for this, like, uh, you know, moonsault splash. Um, and at the end, Doink... You know, they kind of do it right at the end of the match, too. The Bam Bam gets his heat back over Doink, like, kind of easily destroys him. Hits the head back, one, two, three. After the match, they try to do, like, a uh, the, the Doink and Ding kind of get messed around. And, at, and end up tri- Doink trips Bam Bam, and Luna's supposed to miss Dink, but he didn't roll out of the way, and she still lands on him. So they kind of right. mess up the spot. Uh, but it doesn't make Bam Bam look too stupid. No. Uh, so he kind of dominated him during the match and got the clean pin. 
So it, it it's fine for what it was. Like I don't know what else you put here after that match. Uh, the crowd was kind of you know settling back in, going to get their beers and stuff. And Doink's over enough that like the crowd cheers for him when he was getting his offense in. So it was nothing offensive, and it's kind of the perfect timing for this match. That, that's exactly what I put for it. It was as not offensive, and like I I like that matches like this are on a card. Like you don't have to have you know. A, the, the kids say these days, banger after banger after banger. You don't have to have that. Like, you need your JBL versus Finley's. You need your, like, Test versus Eddie Guerrero kind of matches. Like, you need those, those like, those yep. fi- fine matches on a card. Like, that's it, just to kind of space it out and make the, the card feel better. So, yeah, this wasn't <clears> – <throat> actually, it, I, it was a little better than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be really bad, and, and it wasn't. So, um. After that match, they go to, like, the fake Bill Clinton in the crowd, too, which yep. <laughs> I remember this. Like, he – like, if if you didn't really know, like, say you're younger and you go back watching this, I could see people believing that that's Bill Clinton. Yep. Um, because this guy looked so much like him, and you know, I, I, if you know, you know, and it's like, okay, the mannerisms are a little over the top, but um, – it was just weird to do that, though, like how they went in the crowd to talk to him because it was just, like, random. Yep. Uh, you know, they, they, it, it wasn't any of the celebrities that they hyped up or whatever. But then they do, like, a flashback to Mania 3 with Hulk and Andre. So that's obviously um, one of the biggest moments. So that leads to uh, Crust versus Randy Savage in our Falls Count Anywhere type match here. Um, Savage has, like, the cool, like, black and black and white like checkerboard tights and then crush has this like sweet red and black tight. like this is probably his best look so far so it's cool they broke it out on this uh mania match here um savage ends up like attacking crush in the entrance which is good like it's yep. good just to have the baby face show the show the the fire here but yep. then uh crush like instantly gains the advantage and like tosses him in the guardrail and gets a three so they're kind of trying to establish that, you know, they're going to do the pinfall on the outside kind of thing, get up, whatever. They're kind of trying to establish the match early on so you can kind of follow it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Savage now has 60 seconds to get in the ring, which I don't know. I think they kind of, they're doing like a Texas death match kind of thing, where it's like you get the pinfall, then you got to wait and I don't know, get to the ring. It's kind of like, also kind of like capture the flag, like hurry up and get in the ring kind of thing. So it's kind of convoluted. Like they could have done it a little more basic than this, I guess. Yeah. But um, you know, for what it is, it's okay so far. Um, Fuji does end up cracking Savage with the with a flag, which is pretty cool. And then Savage ends up reversing the powder that Fuji had into Crush's eyes. Um, Savage pushes him like outside to do an elbow, or after an elbow drop, he like, pushes him outside to get a three. So that that's the part I don't like. It's like well, the matches and. I, I get it. Like, I get what they had to do because you have to get back to the ring, but it's just so weird. Well, it's a little convoluted. I just wanted to add. It's a little convoluted. Yeah. And even Vince McMahon doesn't understand it. He's like, why right. is he doing that? Like, when the literally owner of the company can't understand the rules of the thing, like, how are well, hillbilly, stupid hillbilly wrestling fans supposed to figure it out? So that's right. That's one of my notes. Like, the crowd is confused on this match. Yeah, it's like you're pinning them, <laughs> and then you're rolling them outside so you can get the ring that he has – then he takes forever to get to the ring, but all you do is roll into the outside, so the right. ring's not that far away. So it's just really weird. Um, then they're getting some good, like the match itself, like the action is pretty good. Like the, there's some good action outside the ring, like good brawling outside. I'm sure like the New York crowd, like you know, with ECW blossoming, is eating this up. Um, and then it finally like, spills to the back, and Savage like ties him upside down on this like wench thing, like. Yep. So weird, like, to stop Crush from getting in the ring. But he ties him up, and he's hanging there. And as soon as Savage walks away, like, Crush collapses anyway. So it kind of, like, kills the visual. Um, Savage ends up getting in the ring, and Crush is, like, hogtied, of course, so he can't get there. So just a weird finish, considering that this is, like, a blood feud for to be, like, Crush's tied up kind of thing. Yep. And for this to be one of Savage's last matches, too, Um not a terrible match, just not. It, it it was a letdown. I'll say that. Like it was, it wasn't what it could have been considering the work they put in to get where they were. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a convoluted match. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I actually think it's really cool, but it's lame now. 
because, like, you've seen street fights that are just, like, out of control. But I think for the time, right, it's such a different type of street fight. Like, going yeah. to the crowd, fighting in the aisle and having a pinfall in the aisle, like... I think I think it's I think it's good for that. I, I I do like that. I put the same note. Love Savage being attacking him at first because it's supposed to be a blood feud. Uh, I love that Fuji. The first time he's ever done anything, but he throws water on top of Crush when he passes out. So it's his first ever uh, anything he's ever done positive. So that I like right. that. So Fuji adding some value for the first time ever. Um, I it sucks right that he couldn't get him tied right because upright because I think that kind of ends the feud. Right, like, hey, I'm just gonna leave this guy like stranded, tied upside down. I've already. He also, uh, when he gets in the ring, knocks out Fuji. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna leave this guy stranded. So I, right, it's just a cool idea. I think it's just like flops because he falls immediately. So you, you're kind of right. Like he probably should have destroyed him more. But I think that kind of other idea would have been awesome. But he just screwed up his knots. Um, so that kind of sucks. Um, for that part. Uh, and then they have, you know. I'll, I'll probably talk about this a lot throughout the thing or, or mention it a couple times, but like the visual stuff is that they do in this pres, the presentation that they do here throughout WrestleMania is, is amazing. They have a shot kind of when you see Crush being tangled up, like of the Drumbotron and then seeing like the Madison Square Garden crowd like above it. Like it's just a very good visual. Uh, right. And throughout this, you know, during the Brett match, they had like a, a sky cam almost. Like there's a lot of great visuals in the way they presented this. They presented it as big. They presented it as, like, not just your standard two-camera setup in wrestling uh, throughout WrestleMania. So I thought that was an awesome visual as well, just, like, Macho celebrating the ring and kind of crushed on the Jumbotron. You can kind of see what the crowd's looking at as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought really cool there. So I, I really like this match. you got to kind of, on some of these matches, say, okay, I, I get it, the, you know, Austin Street Brawls are way different and better than this. But you got to think about at the time, this was a, you know, different type of match. Uh, yeah. It's kind of fun. It, the <laughs> rules are convoluted. Like I said, the biggest problem is your owner can't even figure it out. So right. You, how can the hillbillies figure it out? They so. should have just done a simple yeah. false count anywhere and just leave it at that. Yep. You know, yep. And, and like, or, or something like that. Like not this race back to the ring thing. Right. Like, yeah. That, it just made it too convoluted, I guess. Yeah, and the crowd was into it. Besides not understanding the rules, right? Like, I right. Think that's also, it, it's 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 interesting to see like how much you know at this match and the latter match later, how much WWE doesn't go into this way a little bit. And you kind of mentioned ECW. It's a great point. Like they kind of stay away from this brawling way. And this is the you know the matches the crowds are hottest with, and it might have right, been a time right. for them in the next two years, like to use that more, right? To do a little mm-hmm. bit of. You know, more, a little bit more brawling, plus the athletic stuff. Like, you don't have to go all the way in. You have to go Attitude Era, but this good mixture of, hey, a hot match to start that's technically sound, and then go into a brawling match later in the car. It really takes a while, pretty much till Mankind comes in before they kind of get that idea. Right. Just say, yeah, just use it when it fits. Like, you don't have to shoehorn it every time. And here here it should have fit, you know. Uh, so then we do also get Macho Man. They show a highlight of him in the Paramount Theater, which is basically like a closed circuit uh, in the same building um, as R- WrestleMania. So pretty cool there that he's out is in the crowd and looks pumped up about the win. Uh, and we got a WrestleMania highlight again. We got this time. It was great timing. We got uh, Macho Man Randy Savage uh, winning at WrestleMania 4. So we then move into uh, a tough match. Uh, Ledger Blaze. uh mm. Presentation of her, she gets the sparklers in the ring. Uh, first, like fireworks of the nights for an individual wrestler. Uh, but this division just has had no build up. Like we kind of mentioned on the, uh, you know, superstars leading into, they they just a lot of times had her. Well, she's going to fight at WrestleMania ten. So a cool idea that they bring the women at least into her. But like Lyanna Kai has no feud with her. Right. Uh, pretty much gets beat in three minutes. Um, by by uh, Blaze King the entire time just makes fun of her for being ugly, which again just doesn't add credibility to a division that's in trouble and that needs some like bedrocks and like all you're doing is trashing the champion. Uh, but yeah, she wins with her like little modified suplex and quick match and kind of gets it over. Fine, it's not the card, but uh, disappointing in that fact that they're just not giving any credibility to Alundra Blaze. Well, considering what doesn't make the card, like this, this match should not have been on the card at all. Like the the build, there's no build at all. Like, yeah. like you said, they're just they're just told they're gonna have a match. They do like this big 
you know, fireworks display for somebody that's not even built up or yep. a, a title that you don't care about. Like the crowd was so quiet for this match. Yep. Um, it's not like Alundra Blaze's fault. It's not her fault or anything, but it just wasn't time yet to put this match out there. Like you, like you should at least build a couple contenders or a feud or have Luna get involved or something yep. like to, to make it, you know, worthy of a WrestleMania match. And it's just, it sucks because of what we get cut. Could have been actually pretty fun. So, yeah. Um, from there, we get a quick uh, Mania Five recap with Roddy Piper and uh, Morton Downey Jr. That's always that's always a fun clip for me to see. Like, I, I love Mania Five, so um, just oh. seeing that little moment is awesome. Like, yeah, it's just we got a difference there. Then I'm not. You don't, the you don't like Mania Five? No, that's not my favorite. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then, uh, you can go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah, Mania Five is alright. It's not. It's not six or seven or eight. It's obviously yeah. got. It's but it's it's better than four. It's better than two. It's better than one. So it's it, it's 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 there. Um, and speaking of another thing that's there, uh, Men on a Mission versus the Quebecers. Another thing, like this, I get this a tag team title match. Like, yeah. Um. You know, like I don't know, they 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 don't have a build either. Like they 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 didn't really do anything to kind of oh. like make you invested in this match. Like um, the only like positives are that Men in a Mission are so over and that the Quebecers are so good. So it's like a, a good little mix. But it's like eh, I'm not like this is another thing that's whatever. You know, like the, the Quebecers jumped them at the bell, which is kind of cool. Um, even though we've already seen that. And then there's, like, some nice double-team moves from both early on. Um, the Quebecers even hit their little cannonball finish or whatever, and they kick out of that. Um, Mabel hits, like, this big spin kick that kind of wakes the crowd up. So, like, the crowd has been down since the Alundra Blaze match. They they really yep. weren't into this yet either. So, um, uh, Polo pulls Jock out of the ring, causing like, a count-out win, too, from on a Mission. And then they, like, pose with the belts for some reason, like, you didn't win the titles like off of a count out. I don't I don't understand that part of it. Um so like back to back here it's just kinda a little dull point, I guess you could say. Like it's nothing like crazy bad or anything, but it's just definitely not good and uh, I think the crowd's coming down a little bit so far, um, from yep. what they've seen. Yeah, I mean one uh we got not on mission. I, I put through an extra purple today. It seemed like they even had more purple than usual in their <laughs> outfits. I also put that there's no way Bo is 27 years old this time. <laughs> like, he just can't be. Um, there's an awesome uh, – you kind of mentioned double teaming. There was an awesome moment where, the, again, the crowd flicks up for it when the Quebecers suplex or do a double suplex on Mabel. Like, again, that's an awesome move. There's a lot of good uh, double team uh, action by the Quebecers. I thought that mission looked really good. But it actually tried to get the crowd into it, but it's like a match no one cares about. Right. Uh, the last match went so short that, like, to try building up, it really doesn't feel like a WrestleMania tag team title match. Like, back in the day, these were, like, the huge matches, and, like, it just doesn't feel like it because there is no feud. There's The men on the mission are over, but, like, they're, no one takes them credible. It just doesn't feel like a big-time match. Yeah. Uh, and the men on mission would have the, the count out. I, I thought it could have been actually a really cool idea in the fact that, like, if they did something where they try to, the men on the mission try to pin the other guy, and I'm going to screw up who is inside the ring and who is out. But, right, if they would have gone for that pin, and then the referee's like, oh, the other guy was the legal man, instead they're just standing in the ring while it's a count out. It's the same thing Luger did. It's like, did they not watch SummerSlam 93 and right, watch, right. go get him? Like, you see the ref counting, you're not doing anything. So I thought they, like, tried to do a thing where, they were going to think the other guy was legal, which would have been a great idea, right? Like, oh, we're pitting the wrong guy, and thus, like, didn't see it. But instead, they look like morons. And then, they, like you said, they grab the title and start celebrating in the ring. The crowd kind of pops for it, but it just doesn't look like a, a good uh, a WrestleMania match. And, the, and, and I just put the word sad at the end of the match. Because one thing that we're going to notice is the Quebecers aren't going to make King of the Ring even. So just give the titles here to Men on Mission. There hasn't been a title change yet. Uh, is, is there, oh, I was about to say, is there even one on the card? There's nothing yet. The women's match is so kind of bland. Like, spice this up a little mm-hmm. bit, especially what's gonna, with what's gonna come next. Like, yeah, about, like, like yeah. Let's hit a huge letdown, you know, coming up next. Like, why not make this a big moment and then lead into that? 
Right, and you're out of the era of having like 14 matches on the card for no reason. Like you're you're in the era now of something building to something and, and, and mattering and becoming a a WrestleMania match, you know. So yeah, they, they I don't know. It's just weird, especially the placement of it back to back like that. Just kind of brought everything down. Yeah, right. It, it, and we're gonna have another match, three matches in a row. They're kind of planned. Yeah. Um, uh, especially finishes, right? Uh, so we get highlights of WrestleMania six and they, there's a little dig in Hogan that nobody is immortal. Uh, so cool, cool shot of warrior, but definitely coming out. Uh, they get Donnie, so we start getting the celebrities here. So, uh, we get Donnie Wahlberg and Rhonda Shear. Uh, Rhonda Shear seems super into it. Like she's definitely like up for it and kind of smiling at the camera and waving and stuff. So that's pretty cool. I love Donnie Wahlberg, the way he announces Mr. Perfect. He's got like this, like, I don't know where he's from, Jersey accent or something. I just love his accent. He's from Boston, I think. Yeah, some, yeah, something in that area. Just like it's this way he says, "Perfect" is awesome. Uh, perfect right. comes out to a huge pop. He looks like he looks ridiculous, right? Uh, and what he's wearing, like a, a pinstripe outfit, yeah. uh, the referee's full outfit, uh, but looking in good shape. So he's looking like he's ready to go. Uh, we get Yokozuna out first, and then we get Luger out. Uh, uh, to new music, which is just not a way to de- debut music when you're about to lose in, in, in WrestleMania. Oh, right. So it's not a great start for him. Uh, I, I love this cam- camera angle they do with Yokozuna where they kind of go up at the ceiling and then slowly pan down into like Yokozuna's entrance. Like it's really cool. Makes you see, makes the place seem gigantic. Uh, makes Yoko seem gigantic too as he walks towards the camera. Luger, knowing what happens, I thought he did a good job of looking pumped for the match. Like, I thought coming mm-hmm. down the aisle, like, his expressions, like, it must have been tough for him, like, to do it. But I thought he actually made it seem like, okay, he's going to win this thing. The overall match is not good. I, I don't know if you have anything but to no. add to this. But, it, it, you know, I have my notes, I have two words for this match, the nerve hold. <laughs> Even my son yeah. was watching this today. I was just kind of oh out the playing. And my son's like, why is he doing that to him? And I was like, you got a great point. Like, he's just standing on top of him, barely touching his neck. So... Uh, uh, reading the Observer before this match, Dave Meltzer said on the on the on the sheet that this was supposed to be 25 minutes. It's not oh, that long, but my God, who booked this? Like, what were they thinking uh, for this match? Like, Yoko already can't, can't go one match barely 20 minutes, and now you're gonna have him fight twice. Like, it's it's very poor booking. Uh, I don't know what they were really going for as far as like, oh, we're just gonna beat down Luger, and then he has like this awesome comeback. Like, kind of like a Hulk Hogan mode, but he doesn't have a Hulk up. You know what I mean? Like, that's right. kind of what they're maybe right. going for. Um, and so the other match is just that, uh, again, kind of like SummerSlam, where Yoke, uh, sorry, Fuji and Kornak get involved. Luger starts hitting them down. The crowd's definitely, the crowd at the end of this, like the last two minutes, is really into us. Like, they, I think they really think Luger's going to win. So as, as Fuji's in the middle of the ring, uh, Perfect's trying to get him out. Luger grabs him and shoves him. This is a perfect over accent about, uh, in this ridiculous outfit, over accent being pushed and rings for the bow. Uh, crowd's livid at this quickly BS chance. Uh, they go back to Luger, or sorry, go back to Perfect with Top Head and go in the back. He just says, you don't put your hands on official. I love King saying he's right. You know, King's just like, he's got a good point, which he does. Uh, and then Luger and Perfect, uh, you know, start fighting in the hallway, uh, leading up to, you know, their possible feud post WrestleMania. So uh back to back crap matches and finishes. Uh you know, crowd was definitely dejected after this. Uh would it I, th- I feel like just give Luger the win. Uh Yoko's gassed already, so right. you know he's tired for the second one. That's what my last note is that does Luger and Brett even ever fight? Like I feel like the crowd is so ready for that and they just waste it. So I know face first face wasn't big at this time, but it just seems like a missed opportunity and uh a pretty pretty crap match. Well, in a, in a one night tournament aspect too, yeah. it'll have been the perfect time to do a face versus face. Right. Um, the, if you're trying to sell Luger as Hogan to the Madison Square Garden crowd, you did a shit job of doing that by yeah. having them, you know, uh, having Yoko win by DQ like that is so stupid. Like this crowd especially knows better than that. Like, like I don't know. It just it it lends me to think that his spewing off at the mouth or whatever that he was going to win the title thing is true because. The booking is so bad in this match that, like, yeah. that's the only reason I could think of that they wanted to punish him. Um, so, like, basically, this title match is a, like, backdrop for the perfect versus Luger feud 
like, you know, building or whatever, which is so stupid to do it that way. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I was watching this match expecting a lot more, like, you know, especially coming off their match at SummerSlam, like they have something to build on. Um, it just sucked, like, and the wrong guy won. Like, if you're going to do what you do later on anyways, um, just get him out of there. So, yeah, that, it, it was what it was, but um, definitely not what I expected. Um, so after that, uh, Howard Finkel introduces Harvey Whippleman for some reason. So, like, he's – I know they're building their little feud coming up too. Um, and Harvey just kind of, like – um, this this match ends up being Earthquake versus Adam Bomb, by the way, which is another weird timing for this. Um, like Harvey Whippleman's like shitting all over Fink and everything, like tears part of his suit. And yep. Fink shoves him back. This like toupee thing on Fink, isn't this like, isn't this like the worst thing you could do for the hair club for men? Like, like they're promoting that they can get your hair back if you're bald, but this is an obvious toupee on on Fink. So like. I don't know. Doesn't isn't that like counter against what you're trying to like? It's obviously yeah. fake. Um, it's just something that hit, that just now hit me actually. Um, so Adam Bomb eventually comes out to like intimidate Fink, and then Earthquake comes in with the attack and like hits a belly to belly, um, a power slam, and the Earthquake splash or whatever's finisher's called. Um, and Bomb like rolls out right after the pin too. Like doesn't even sell it. I this is like your John Cena Eric Rowe or the Rock versus Eric Rowan match. Like <laughs> this this was so stupid. And like I know Adam Bomb's still pretty green and he's not there yet, but you're yeah. built you're building him. Yeah, you, you gave him a manager, you're doing all this stuff just to squash him to a guy that feels like a relic at this point almost, feels like an older like I I, I like the earthquake return and everything, but you're not gonna like push him into, like, the main event or anything. Well, I don't know, but he's barely been around. He's been around <laughs> for, what, three, four weeks? Like, two matches, maybe? Right. So it's not, like, a guy that's been, like, oh, we've had, like, you know, eight months of build again, right, or something like that. Like, right. He's just but, like, he wasn't even at the Rumble. Like, that's how short he's been back. Right, and he comes out and squashes a guy that is young and has potential. Yeah. I, I really think the whole, you know, they give Nash the power bomb and take it from him. Like, I really think, like, there's, like, politics involved in this with it backstage where yeah. it's just like we have a new big guy toy that we're, we're not worried about you anymore kind of thing yeah um so yeah just real just really no point like it's just weird like i don't know because I, I hated it like it, this little stretch like i it makes me feel like is this wrestlemania really that good like yeah like, there's there's two really great match like all-time matches there's a couple that are okay, and the rest is kind of like shit. Yeah. So like right now at this point, after only seeing just one really great match, I'm kind of like, this match, this WrestleMania kind of sucks. Like yeah. it's not, it's not like, terrible, but it's just not that great right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the uh, I know they're running short on time. Right, like we we know right. that something that happens, they cut a match later, which is kind of consistent with every WrestleMania that they've had a cut, or you right. know, seem to cut a match every year. So I, I, maybe that just cut into it. I thought they could have just make this like two minutes long. Like you still kind of squash him a little bit, but like at least like let him dominate more. It's like he pins him after a like one power slam. You know what I mean? Like it just it's yeah. not really a, it's not really it takes him out. I do like that he uh, Quake is smart enough to realize the microphone's in the middle of the ring and like kicks it out of the ring before he he goes after Bomb. So like he's definitely up pro. Yeah. Uh, so I like I like that little move. Uh, the power slam was pretty cool because Adam Bomb is a big guy and he kind of walks around with him. So that was a pretty cool visual. Right. Um, and it, you know it just kind of is what it is as far as a match. Uh, I, I just think he, Earthquake's just not over enough yet. Like he gets some pop out there, but he's not big time. I get they needed this win after, you know, the cool down after the Luger match. Like, you got to kind of cool everyone down before the ladder match. But this could have been a little longer. Uh, I don't know when you switch around. Uh, you know, like, I think I think just, get, again, letting men on the mission win the tag team titles before the Luger match. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just the way to, to, to switch this card up a little bit. Because that little, like, probably why I haven't watched this one all the way through for a while is that middle little section. The women's match. Yep. The yep. tag team match is okay from an in-ring, and from there's some cool stuff into it, but then it really just is a nothing match. And then you get that long, terrible Luger-Yoko match, and then this is okay, it is what it is, but it's just so short. So it's like that hour 
is kind of a rough little hour uh, for this right. Because I think right. the first three matches all hits. I, I just think this last hour has been kind of rough. At least we get a pickup uh, to, to kind of send the, the rest of the night home, us home happy. So, um, yeah, that's all my notes on that match. Uh, we do get an interview with Jim Cornette. Uh, I I put that Yoko doesn't look that sweaty, so maybe they did this interview beforehand. Uh, but but I'm not sure. So uh, and right. again, Fuji's Fuji's in the background doing nothing. Again, classic, just standing in the background nodding. So he's terrible. Uh, as is tradition on this podcast, to rip up Mister Fuji, Fuji doing nothing. <laughs> uh, we get we get to WrestleMania eight highlights. Uh, they, t- they 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 show actually the Undertaker, which is just weird, given that he's not mentioned anywhere in this pay per view. They show a highlight of him, so kind of interesting there. Um, and we get our our big ladder match. So you know the first ever uh, televised ladder match uh, in WWE has history or WWF history. Uh, really cool, innovative match. Uh, it, it starts off a little slow. The crowd definitely is like wondering what's happening like what's supposed to happen like they definitely just don't understand it because right. the first four or five minutes is all in ring and then diesel gets involved and uh earl hepner kicks diesel out of out of uh you know the arena which is weird because they announced at the beginning that there are no rules so i don't understand how you can kick someone out when there's no rules but um <laughs> again it's kind of weird there it's weird again that Diesel's a guy they're going to, you know, strip the rocket ship to in the next couple weeks. Like, he's wasted at this WrestleMania. Uh, you know, think of a guy that they could have put him over. I don't know who yet, but over someone. But it just seems weird that he's, like, wasted. He's basically an afterthought in this match. He's, like, just kind of tossed away, like, oh, you're garbage. Uh, right, so interesting right. that, you know, in a couple weeks he's going to win the, the IC title. So it, it's just really weird what their positioning of him is right now. Um, but... Uh, you know, from the start of the match, just awesome visual with Razor. He walks under the ladder. I, I think they do a great job of using the ladder. Again, the crowd is pumped for this, but they're like kind of unsure, right? Even when they bring the ladder into the, in, it, start using it outside the rings, you kind of get the oohs and ahs. But everyone's just kind of like, oh, they're just using it outside. And then once they bring it in the ring, is when the creativity happens. Uh, it just you know, the suplexes off the top rope, the classic splash of Sean off the top of the ladder, just. Uh, the the both you know they kind of they do so many different things with it. The both falling off the ladder at the same time, just in the ring. This crowd just every time the ladder gets set up, the, the you could just see almost see like the sea of waves of people standing up and clapping and getting excited about something happen. Really creative match. I think definitely innovative. Uh, I think you know it took them a while for them to start you know people really going into this kind of style of it. But I think it's the one that kind of showed, hey, there's a lot we can do. And, you know, now sometimes it is is a thing where there's cor- massively choreographed, you know, spots with ten ladders and tables and stuff. But this match is the perfect template of how to do those matches, right? Think of creative ways to use the ladder. Get it, you know, use it multiple different ways, right? And keep the action moving, but, you know, give time for each spot to hit. Uh and so we get, you know, Razor winning. Uh, Again, a great move where he knocks Sean off the top of the ladder. Sean, of course, flips into the uh, the ropes with his legs. He can't get up. And Razor climbs up and grabs both belts and, and really looks like the strong, you know, strong guy of this. So awesome match. I remember watching this as a kid and just being dumbfounded how great this match is. Again, another five-star match. And, again, would put this up as – at the time, one of the greatest matches in Russell, uh, you know, WWE history, not just WrestleMania history. Yeah, and what you said is true. Like, so with these kind of gimmick matches, um, sometimes the more simplistic, the better. Like, you tell a story with with the gimmick around it. Um, yep. Like, even, the gimmick can be convoluted as hell. Like, there's there's a DiBiase versus Duggan match, like '85. It's like a tuxedo, coal miner's glove are on a pole inside of a cage match, like all these stipulations, but it's, yep. it's told so well. This match is so simple, but it's so innovative when right. you're watching wrestling at the time. Like if you're, you know, if you watch a TLC match from th- three or four years ago or something, maybe it doesn't um, keep up oh, yeah. as far as the spots go, but yeah, like that, but it gets bastardized. Like by the time, you know, WrestleMania 17 happens. The the tag team element was added. That was cool because it was different. But after that, like, after the first couple Money in the Banks, like 
they're all the same. Um, same thing with Hell in a Cell. Like the first couple of Hell in a Cell yep. were really simplistic and told a story, and they did it right. So, um, yeah, this match is phenomenal. Like even like the the spot where Razor pulls Sean's tights down, his ass is out, and he does like a elbow drop from the from the top of the ladder with his ass hanging out. Like there's just so many good spots in this match that I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's kind of not as well known, but like around the same time, like the same month, I believe. Uh, Tracy's mothers and Chris Candido have a ladder match in Smoky Mountain. Okay. So it was like, I don't know if they like ripped this off or if it just happened that, that way, but Cornette being involved, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, yeah. and that was the same kind of style of match. It's almost as good as this match. So, um, yeah, just a really great match and something finally to pick it back up because, you know, the, we're starting to kind of lose it a little bit here with that middle stretch. So this was awesome. Yeah, it, it's a classic match, and it's it's again interesting they don't go to this type of style for a while, right? They they have the rematch at uh, SummerSlam '95, right? But right. like that's the the next time there's a big kind of like gimmicky match, and again until kind of mankind comes along, do they really start adding these these gimmicks? Again, it gets overused, you know, WCW and in its scenario. Right, but right, like, right. I think when you kind of sprinkle them in for these items, it, 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 they're done right. And this was whoever choreographed this is like amazing exactly. uh, job they did. So all time match. Yeah, awesome. Um, in the dressing room, they have like all the heels from the ten man tag arguing about being the captain, and it just leads to basically the match being canceled. So you get kind of a glimpse of what the team would have been, and that just sucks that we could have had. I wish we could have had that instead of the Lunger Blaze and the Earthquake. Like, take them both out. Um, then Todd is, like, in the crowd with the Bill Clinton impersonator again and DiBiase. Um, very weird segment because DiBiase, like, says he has a price and the Clinton guy doesn't want to talk politics. Um, so just weird. Um, yep, and, early, just, and earlier, yeah. uh, sorry if we forgot, but IRS was in the booth as well earlier and Jack Tony was up in there. So they, they definitely are kind of showing up. They're trying to buy off the president. It's kind of right. right. I get it. Like they they want to interview this guy. I don't know why, but they want to interview the president right. for some reason. Want to like correlate it somehow to wrestling. So just weird segments. Yeah, definitely. And then so from that we get the uh, like a highlight package of Brett's like life and his career. So hold one second. Hold on one second here. So, this is something that's, like, not done very much either, like, highlighting his, like, childhood and um, his coming up. So, I don't know. It wasn't very subtle as to what's going to happen after I saw this video. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a this is your life kind of thing. Even though they show, like, Yoko's, like, destruction type video afterwards, I don't know. It just felt, like, very um, lean towards Brett. Um, Burt Reynolds and Jenny Garth come out. I don't know what Jenny Garth's like role was in this. She doesn't really do anything. Um, but Burt announces uh, Roddy Piper as a guest ref. So huge pop here. Yes, for, pop. Yeah. Like Piper. Piper coming back to the garden was pretty big. So um, Brett gets announced second in this match, which, you know, another thing that's weird. Like Yoko's the champ. It's Madison Square Garden. You, I don't know, you announced Brett second. So, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because he's a baby face or whatever. Um, he is selling a leg on the way to the ring, too, so I like that. Um, Yoko ends up jumping him before the bell, too. So, like, we, we've seen that quite a few times tonight, so it's not really original at this point. How did I know you'd hate that? The uh, right, right. Brett coming second. You're such a, you're such a traditionalist. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just so, yeah. like... I I I always hate that. I like the champion yeah. to come out second, no matter who, no matter how. If it's fucking Jinder Mahal, I don't care. Like he <laughs> should come out second. Like yeah. If you put the title on the guy, as long as he has the belt, he's the man. I don't care. Like if you're making another guy, whatever. You know, uh, until he loses it, I, was, I don't know. I I am a stickler for that. I'm not gonna lie. Um. So like. <laughs> And then uh, I just noticed too, like Piper is refing this match in like a t-shirt and jeans, which is yeah. like the contrast of Perfect's outfit, like with the puffy whole um, uniform was was pretty cool. Um, 
Yoko was in control early until like a, a missed splash gave Brett an opening. And then Brett's kind of on offense for a little bit. And then Yoko gets the advantage back after uh, Cornette pulls out Piper from counting. Um, so weirdly, there was a disqualification earlier on a weird like finish. And yep. that, that didn't happen this time. So um, not very much continuity there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're guest referees. That's you know, right. Why. Right. Uh, Yoko missed like a buckle spot and Brett hits a bulldog and kind of mounts a comeback. And then Brett comes off the top and Yoko catches him with a sick belly to belly. Like, that was an awesome spot. Um, yeah, he's great. How, yeah, he just like swat. Like, Brett disappeared in the mat. It was awesome. Um, then, oh, I fucking hate this too. He goes to the top for the bonsai and out of nowhere just loses his, like, Grip on the ropes, falls, and Brett just, like, that was enough. Like, Brett just rolled him over, and that's the three. Um, shitty finish. Like, uh, you're not bringing Brett. Like, like, you want him to be the guy for the rest of this year. You want him, like, you, you decided, hey, we made a mistake taking him off him in the first place. Yep. He's a workhorse. Get, crown him. Don't give him this, like, shit finish. This, like, cheap win. Like, it's so cheap. Um... I get that they're trying to say Yoko's been in two matches and is exhausted, whatever. But like, if if you're so fat that you fall down and that that like makes you get pinned, you shouldn't have been champion in the first place. Like it's just I don't know, shitty finish. But I do like how they kind of like quickly took the uh, focus away from that. Like you can tell they're just done with Yoko now. Um, like the you know the locker room comes out, Luger comes out to congratulate yep. him. So. Like, Luger's, like, cuffed out the whole time. <laughs> you know, he comes out there and just, like, yep. congrats. Like, ha- like I, I I bet they're just telling Luger, you go out there first, you little bitch. Like, yeah. Like, that's what you get for talking. Um, yeah. And, and the baby face comes out, and they do, that's another signature thing where they lift them on the shoulders. Another thing you see in a lot of video packages. And then uh, the iconic moment of Owen coming down to, to stare at him as, as, the, as he's on the shoulders is awesome. So, yep. great cap. Not a great match, you know, yeah. but a great moment, and just uh, glad to see Brett as champion again, so looking forward to that going forward. Yeah, one thing that's interesting on that, too, is, like, they, they do the little tease that maybe Luger's going to attack Brett. Like, it's really short, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, so again, this is like, why do these two never fight? Like, it's just... Right. Damn right. it! Like, why the fight? The match is ten minutes. Ten minutes thirty-three per history WWE.com. Man, this a match that could have been like six minutes, right? Yeah. Like, it's just a little too long, especially after having the other, I don't know, eighteen-minute Yoko match earlier. Like, I think this would have definitely helped from just being a little bit shorter. Um, the finish is kind of stupid, but I think they were just trying to protect Yoko. But he's so gassed from earlier that he probably could have done it just, you know, Brett just hitting him. I, I think they didn't want to go with the sharpshooter move again, so I'm guessing that's just all they could come up with. Right, 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 because right, they they kind of kept showing highlights of the sharpshooter from last time, so I'm guessing that's why they didn't go with it. But yeah, it's a little silly uh, victory. The ending's great with you know big celebration. You got Macho and everyone in the ring really celebrating Brett, the leader of the new generation. And then, like you said, the awesome moment with Owen Hart just staring at him. Um, I, I thought really well done. A little disappointing as far as the you know ten minutes of action. Like again, cut three or four minutes out of the match. It's it's pretty solid, and it ends WrestleMania pretty good. It's pretty obvious, like you said, with the build up, uh, that Brett's going to win this thing. Uh, so maybe a little anticlimactic from the crowd, but the crowd eats it up when he wins. So uh, it's it's a good happy ending. So uh, fun 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 end to WrestleMania, even though the the in ring maybe wasn't the highest quality. Right, right. No, I definitely agree. And like as a whole. It wasn't the worst, you know, it, it I, I used to hold this mania in, like, high regard, like, really, really high regard, just out of nostalgia and, yeah. you know, my memory. It's nowhere near that now for me. Like, it's just, oh, really? okay. yeah, it's, it's not a top 10 mania. Like, it's not, like, I, I used to have it probably borderline top 10. Um, and that's, you know, Brett's my guy. So this is, like, crowning, recrowning. Yeah. And it's just not there anymore. Like, I think I would like... 12 better than this probably um but you know we'll watch that again so i'll see where we're at but just off offhand okay uh, that middle spot just really said like the luger stuff that both yoko matches like there's two matches and a two and a possible like if you're playing if you're playing spades that's what <laughs> you're two two and a possible um for me so 
Yeah, it's just kind of middle of the pack, I guess. It's, not, it's definitely not top ten, though. Okay. Uh, I, I feel differently, but that that's okay. That middle stretch <laughs> is rough. It, it's, again, probably why I haven't watched this WrestleMania forever all the way through. Right, right. It's because those matches are terrible. Like, they're just, mm-hmm. they're not good. They're out to come back to, not every match just hit, you know, A+, plus, but those are like C's, right? C- minuses matches, the, the Laundry Blaze, the, the you know, that other mission's kind of a C-minus match, and then, you know, D to, to possible F for the uh, nerve hold match. Uh, it just right. kind of kills. It just... I, I, I will say though that the show itself had a good feel to it, like the the atmosphere and all the you know additions and everything like that. Like it didn't it it didn't feel hokey. It, just, it felt like a big time show. So that well, they, part was good. Right. They weed in the WrestleMania moments. They had the you know we, we really liked the national anthem. Right. They had they had the celebrities, but not too overdone, right? Like, there's, it makes it feel like it's big time. The guest referees are big time, you know, they're actual stars, right, as guest mm-hmm. referees, right? So I think that adds a ton to, like, the, the pomp and circumstance. The crowd's really into it as well, like, maybe not the little middle section, but even the, out of the Luger-Yoko match, like, it's a very loud BS chant. Like, it, right, you get right. to hear it, uh, them chanting that. So the crowd was into it, too, which helps out things throughout, so... Uh, I don't know. I, I I really I really enjoy it. It's also you know one of the things about the newer WrestleManias, as good as some of them are, this was two hours forty minutes maybe. It it feels like that, right? It doesn't feel right, like right. an out slog, even if they're only four and a half hour you know the pay per views, right? Like those just feel like man, where am I ever gonna, uh, you know an hour and a half in and there's been two matches. This doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that. So I think that helps me out as well, um, even if some of the, maybe the in ring isn't as good. As you know, cr- crush macho like it's just kind of quicker matches. Right, right. All right, should we go to awards? Yes, sir. All right, so we got uh, most new gen outfits. Um, you know, I, we didn't really mention it, but Diesel's like bright silver. You know, he's only out there for a little bit. Uh, he wasn't out there long enough. I'll give it to Crush with the the red and black. Uh, yeah, let's say you were like in like in Crush. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go to Owen Hart, just kind of like his coming out party, and right. just looking like kind of uh, again pretty solid in his outfit now that he's gonna go with for a while until he gets the uh, King of Hearts. So I'm gonna go with him, just the pink and black, pink and black with the glasses. Like he's really kind of got that look over now. Right. Uh, most new gen performer. Uh, this one, I, I, man, this is really hard because I could go to one of two ways, but. I don't want to give it to Sean because I don't like him. I'm gonna go with Brett. Yeah, <clears throat> this is you. Brett. Brett because he was twice. Like, a, yeah. like, a, like Sean with the innovation of the ladder match. Like I could, I could really go there, but uh, Brett, you know, with the great five star match to begin with and winning the title at the end. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Brett. I'm with the opposite side of the brothers with with Owen. I probably wouldn't Brett too, but just even at the end, right, coming out to kind of giving that like oh smile, awesome that evil smile right at the end or not smile evil like grin like he does right. a great job so. Worst match or segments? Uh, I mean, I, I would say the Alunja Blaze match, but that Yoko Lex match was so long that yep. I think I have to pick that. Yeah, I'm gonna go Nerve Hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the Nerve Holds. Yeah, Luger, Luger, Yoko. Uh, go there. Best match. This is this is a tough. Uh, Owen, not for me. Owen Brett. Uh, I'm biased. Like, I'll right. fully admit I'm biased when I say these things. Like, I gotta, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm gonna go ladder match. Uh, just I thought the innovation of it at the time, especially I just was right. blown away as a kid. Not that the Owen Brett match is bad. Uh, stock up. Uh, Owen. I mean, Owen. Owen got a big win over the world champion, and I, I feel like his performance was just as good as Brett's in that match. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go with Owen. I'm going the opposite way. Bret Hart just kind of, even though the the Miss Bonsai drop thing was a little weak. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it looks like a star at the end, being held up. Everyone coming out to celebrate with him. Like, I think it makes him look like a star at a big time. About to carry the uh, the federation for a while. Right. Uh, anyone stock down? Uh, Yoko, like he feels like they're just going to move on completely from yep. him. Like, like he doesn't have like like Brett and Owens the obvious few going forward for the belt. He doesn't have a, a, a contend like a a matchup right now. He he flatlined in his matches, like he didn't show anything going forward. So, I don't know. I just feel like he's going to be dead in the water. I'm going to go with the other guy, Lex Luger. 
Just bomb. That's a good point. Right, yeah. Like, next move, the opposite side of that, right? Blows his WrestleMania match. Looks like an idiot. Uh, and, Isn't it crazy what what a difference a year makes? Like Yoko right. was a monster heel and Luger was on top of the world. Like yeah, you know, they're both they're both toast. Yeah, and we'll see how long like if anything comes out of them uh, the next you know few months. But I don't right. think it's gonna be great. Uh, and, and the only thing on Luger, right? They set up the Luger perfect match. And perfect is a big time player, right? Like you know, right, top, right. top ten, uh, you know, wrestler maybe in the company of like popularity and no, you know, known. So like, it seems like mm-hmm. okay, they're going that way, and that's going to be big. But I think it doesn't turn out. We'll see. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it is just like a dis- desperation. The guy that got a, his own bus tour, and yet <laughs> right. it's just to, to Yoko. So uh, fun WrestleMania. Uh, is always the build-up added to it, and, uh, you know, the, the big match is delivered, so the other ones did it. And we kind of talked about that going in, like the tag team match, the women's match, just had no build at all. So they ended up, uh, you know, those were the matches that ended up not delivering. So it shows what, what happens when you exactly. build up a story. You build up a storyline and get people invested, and you add some good to decent in-ring, like it adds to, you know, what the card brings. So good point. Uh, our next, our next pay-per-view is King of the Ring 94, the Art Donovan Super Special. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited about listening to his jokes. But, you know, I always love the King of the Ring time with the King of the Ring qualifying matches. You know, you get, like, your Doink the Clowns and MVPs fighting for the King of the Ring. So <laughs> yep. it'll be interesting the next couple of weeks watching some of these uh, qualifying matches as we build to that pay-per-view and see some ascension of, you know, a guy like Diesel out of nowhere coming up and, and really being, uh, you know, a, a superstar by, by the time we get, you know, two months later. So... I'll be a fun couple next couple of months with uh, getting us to King of the Ring. Yeah, there's gonna, there's going to be a lot that changes. You know, if you if you look at the landscape from, you know, even Survivor Series until this King of the Ring, there's right. going to be a lot of changes in the company. So it's going to be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I just even think about it. We, we don't really mention it much here, but Vince going to possibly little jail. Right, he's going to have to <laughs> exactly during the next couple of months. So it'll be interesting to see like in, in TV if he's off TV if they bring it up. Like what changes kind of notice we. Uh, I forget who you said was doing booking for a while. Jerry Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett, right? I think he was doing something in the fall, right? So it'll be interesting to see if like some of that comes up uh, during this. So uh, it'll be a fun couple next couple weeks getting into the ring. Yes, sir. All right, thanks everyone for all the this and Review, and we'll talk to you next time.